0: Okay, we are beginning now, this week's Torah portion, which is again, two portions combined, Behar and Bahukosai. To begin here with chapter 25, verse 1. God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai, saying... So that's the introduction to the section which discusses the laws of Shemitah, the sabbatical year. The Rashi questions, why does the Torah have to say God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai, saying why are we specifically in the context of the sabbatical years emphasizing this idea of on Mount Sinai? I mean, everything was said on Mount Sinai. So Rashi gives two answers. First, Rashi says that just as we know with the sabbatical year, that its general rules, its details, the fine points, are all stated at Sinai, so too we should extrapolate for all the commandments. In other words, just as the Torah is saying this about the sabbatical year, true for everything, but we're picking this one law, the law of the sabbatical year, or the group of laws of the sabbatical year, to teach this general concept. Um, Additionally, Rashi goes on to say that there's a specific reason why this rule is taught in terms of the sabbatical year. And the reason is because the sabbatical year, these laws are not repeated in the next book of Torah the book of Deuteronomy, that in Deuteronomy, which we view as, in a sense, a repetition of the Torah, many, many commandments are repeated. So, But these laws about the sabbatical years are not repeated in the book of Deuteronomy. Therefore, what? Since they're not repeated in the book of Deuteronomy, we would assume without being told that, okay, the laws must have been given at Mount Sinai because we don't see them given again. But yet, Specifically here, the Torah states this apparently superfluous. They were given on Mount Sinai to tell us that this is a paradigm from which we have to draw a general rule for all commandments. That just as the laws of sabbatical were given at Sinai in full detail, and obviously we understand they were not given again because we don't see them repeated later in Deuteronomy. So to all other commandments, even those repeated in the book of Deuteronomy are all given at Sinai. So that's why specifically with these laws of the sabbatical, do we have this extra words in the verse telling us that these laws were given at Mount Sinai. Okay, the next verse, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, they come into the land that I give you, the land shall observe a Sabbath rest for God. Rashi says the Sabbath rest for God doesn't mean that um, it's a time of God and rest. It means we're resting for the sake of God. Just as we know with the original Sabbath, the Sabbath of creation. In other words, just as we keep the weekly Sabbath to commemorate God's creation of the world, so too we stop agricultural work on the seventh year to commemorate God's act of creation. For six years you may sow your field, and for six years you may prune your vineyard, and you may gather its crops. But on the seventh year, a complete rest there shall be for the land, a Sabbath for God, your field shall not sow, and your vineyard you shall not prune. So Rashi clarifies when we say there's a rest for the land, it means for the fields and the vineyards. Meaning, it means, it's clarifying that what the land is resting from is agricultural work. Non-agricultural work, like excavation for construction, is permissible in the sabbatical year. The verse says, you shall not prune. The word here in Hebrew for prune is the mare. And Rashi is explaining that this word is used to, like, cut off to prune items. The aftergrowth of your harvest you shall not reap, and the grapes of your keeping away, which will explain what that means when we get to Rashi, you shall not pick, it shall be a year of rest for the land. So Rashi says, the aftergrowth of your harvest means, Rashi clarifies what we mean by this, is things that you didn't specifically plant, just sprouted on some from seed that fell into the ground over this year. It's the aftergrowth, it's the growth that came up on its own. So this, you cannot reap, meaning you can't take possession of it like other harvests. It has to be viewed as ownerless, which doesn't mean you can't take from it, but it means you can only take from it the same way everyone else is taking from it, which is the general rule of thumb for how you can take produce during this seventh year. So it says that the grapes that you put away, of your keeping away, Meaning, if you took this produce from the seventh year and you put it away and you separated it from people and you didn't relinquish your ownership from it, then you can't take it for yourself. But if you relinquished ownership, if you're treating the growth as if it's ownerless and you're like everyone else, then the same way everyone else is allowed to take from it you're allowed to take from it as well. So if you relinquish ownership, you can take from it freely, as can everyone else. If you don't relinquish ownership, if you would, for example, gather those grapes, as if they're yours, and store them as if you're yours, it's absolutely 100% forbidden for you to eat from them. But let's say you did that. You did the wrong thing. And you gathered them, you're the owner, and you gathered them as the owner, and you're storing them as the owner, and then you realize you did the wrong thing, and then you say, all right, you know, you're going to make them open to all and you open up the storehouses and everyone can come and take, then at that point you are allowed to eat from them the same way everyone else is. But until that point, as long as you are acting as the owner and not allowing anyone else to have access to them, then you're not allowed to have access to them either. And if you do, you are transgressing one of the myriads of laws of the sabbatical year which has many, many laws and is a very great test for the farmers of Israel. The sabbatical laws rules are only for the farmers in Israel because it's a year where you can know how to work. And you can't even tend in the normative manner everything you've cultivated for the previous six years to make sure it should stay good for the coming year. So it's a very big test and a very, very great commandment. The resting of the land will be yours to eat for you, and for your slave and for your maidservant, and for your hired worker, and for the one who resides with you. So Rashi says, even though I'm forbidding the fruits of the seventh year to you, I'm not saying you can't eat from them. I'm just saying you can't eat from them as an owner. Everyone's equal. Everyone's equal rights. You, your hired worker, the non jew that lives in Israel, they all have the same rights to this fruit. On the words, the resting of the land will be yours to eat, Again, Rosh is clarifying, from that which was rested, meaning from produce that grew from the untilled land you may eat, but you can't eat from anything you kept, meaning that produce that grew as a result of forbidden agricultural work performed in the seventh year. So this can never be eaten, even if you make it free for everyone else. In other words, previously we said, now here there was these fruits, these grapes that freely grew, they weren't grown from any forbidden work, but you did the wrong thing because you gathered them as the owner and you kept them for everyone else. Therefore, they were forbidden for you. When you repent and you say, Oh, these are actually ownerless grapes, and everyone I can eat from and everyone else, then they're permissible for you to eat. But conversely, the law in this verse is discussing if someone transgressed and on the sabbatical year. He worked the land in a way forbidden on a sabbatical year. If that's the case, everything that grows from it is forbidden. Meaning even if you relinquish your ownership of what comes from that work, and you say everyone's free to take, I'm free to take, and my slave is free to take, and the stranger down the street free to take, it's still forbidden because it was grown from forbidden work. So the verse specifies you, your slave, your maid servant. Why does it specify that? So Rashi explains because we say in connection to the sabbatical year that the poor of the land shall eat. They shall be freely able to eat for the seventh year. So a person might think because we're clarifying this is for the poor to eat that the rich are forbidden to eat from it. In other words, it's, it's, we're, 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 we're being exclusive here. We're favoring the poor and saying in this seventh year they get to enjoy the fruits, but you're rich? No, you can't. It's not for you. It's just for the poor. So therefore, we're specifying you and your slaves can eat. Because obviously, if you own slaves, you're rich. But you're also allowed to eat from it. It's not that the owners aren't allowed to eat. They're allowed to eat the same way everyone else is allowed to eat. And for your hired worker, for the one who resides with you, means even for the non-Jews. Non-Jews whom, not all non-Jews, because the verse specifies your hired worker and the one who resides with you. The non-Jews who you have an obligation to feed, those can eat from the fruits of the sabbatical year. But other non-Jews should not be given the fruits because they have a special sanctity on the seventh year, so we don't just want them to, to be given out to this indiscriminately. And for animals and for the beast that is in your land shall all its crops be to eat. So the question here is, why do we need to say this? We're specifying here two categories of animals the hema, which means domesticated animals, and chayim, which means wild animals. And, I mean, it seems a little unnecessary for the verse to say both, because if the chaya, the completely wild animal, we allow them to eat from the fruits, well then obviously the domesticated animal, which is our responsibility to feed, we're going to allow it to eat from the fruits. So if the local wolf is allowed access to my field, then obviously my cows also would be. So what's the question? So Rachi says that we learn from here a rule that all the time the wild animal can eat from the field, in other words, a particular type of produce is so freely available that the wild beast can eat it, you're allowed to feed your animal from the house, meaning you can store a supply of that type of produce in the house for your domesticated animals to make it simpler for you to feed them because you have an obligation to feed your domesticated animals. But... When there's no longer that type of food found in the field for the wild animals, then you can't keep stored for your animal food. In other words, if at this point, it's not freely available in the field for anyone, the wild animals or your neighbors down the block, then you can't have in your house a step at little storage that you, well, you don't know, you have to take care of your, your own animals, so you kept there. At that point, that storage would have to be open and would have to be accessible to all. Next verse. Now we're going to, beyond all the laws, and of course there are many more laws that we've touched on, of the sabbatical year, the seventh year of the cycle, after seven cycles of seven, meaning after counting 49 years, the 50th year is the yovel year, the Jubilee year. We're going to discuss that now in the verse. You shall count for yourself seven Sabbaths of years, seven years, seven times, and the days of the seventh Sabbath of the year shall be for you 49 years. So, Rashi is explaining that what we're saying here is not, the, re- the reason the verse is written this way is that a person shouldn't think for seven consecutive years they keep the sabbatical year, and then they have the jubilee year, but rather it's a cycle. Six years of regular working, the seventh year of the sabbatical year, and then again, and then again, and then again, seven times And each sabbatical year is supposed to be kept in its time, not, let's speak randomly, seven years in a row. But in its time, after six years of work, we have the sabbatical year. And then after a cycle of seven times these seven years, after 49 years, we have the jubilee year. And Rashi says that when it says, in the days of the seven Sabbaths, the years shall be for you... This is to teach us that even if a person did not keep the sabbatical year properly, they should still keep the jubilee year at the end. Meaning, this year can be for you. Even that you could say, well, the jubilee year is the culmination of all these sabbatical years. I blew them, so how can I keep the jubilee year? No, still it should be for you the jubilee year. That's the first explanation of Rashi, and then Rashi gives a simpler explanation, which is saying that the verse is simply saying that the total of the years of the sabbaticals All of these years that we count, it should add up to 49. And you shall sound a broken blast on the shofar, the seventh month, on the tenth of the month, on Yom Kippur, you shall sound the shofar throughout your land. So Rashi first explains the first word, which in Hebrew is an unusual word for you should sound, to show how it means to announce. On Yom Kippur, so Rashi questioned, the verse says, on the seventh month, on the tenth of the month, in the tenth of Tishrei, and Yom Kippur. Well, obviously, we all know that Yom Kippur is the tenth day of the seventh month of Tishrei, so why does it have to say both? So Rashi says to show you that the blowing of the shofar on the tenth of the month overrides the Sabbath throughout the land. But the blowing of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah does not override the Sabbath throughout your land. Only in the courtyard of the temple. This concept, what Rashi is saying, is what we call an Esmachta, which means an allusion by Torah to a law of rabbinic origin. Meaning, biblically, it's not forbidden to blow the shofar. One will be allowed to blow the shofar on the Sabbath or the festivals. But later the rabbis decreed that the shofar cannot be blown On the Sabbath, only where the courts are located, so people shouldn't carry it. That's a rabbinic decree which Rashi is showing here has a reference to a biblical verse.